This is lesson two of how to study the Bible, being an approved Bible student. And we're going to be talking today about having an open Bible. In our first lesson, we learned from the example of the Bereans how to receive God's approval and commendation in Bible study. And the three essentials are an open heart, an open Bible, and an open schedule. In this lesson, we're going to consider the importance of an open Bible, or to put it another way, of a regular habit of Bible reading. In Acts 17, 10 through 11, we saw that the Bereans' faith was characterized by examining the Scriptures. To appreciate just how valuable that practice is, we need to consider a passage from the Bible itself, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. Before we examine this passage, it is important to point out that the word Bible is not in the Bible. When the Bible describes itself, it uses the word scripture, or the phrase sacred writings, or sometimes simply the expression, the word of God. 2 Timothy 2, 15-17 says, From childhood you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. According to this passage, there is a collection of sacred writings called Scripture that ought to be known from the earliest years of our lives in order to have a successful spiritual existence in this world. It gives the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus, and it is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate and equipped for every good work. These two blessings that come from reading and knowing the Scripture bookend a sublime truth about Scripture that make it valuable in all the aforementioned respects. All Scripture is inspired by God. When the Apostle Paul says that all Scripture is inspired by God, the phrase literally means that God has breathed out what is in the Bible. This is why we conclude that it is appropriate to interpret some references to the Word of God as references to the Scripture. The Bible is God's verbal communication. It reveals His mind and communicates His truth in human language. That last point brings us to a great definition of the Bible by the late G. E. Ladd. The Bible is the Word of God in human language given in history. This is a definition worth remembering. These three facts will have a tremendous impact on how we approach and handle the Bible. However, for now, we simply highlight the value of Bible study by pointing out that the Bible is a book like no other. It is not merely a collection of human thoughts about God. It is the mind of God in human expressions. 
It is the most valuable thing you will ever consider and study. Why did God give us a book? For centuries, the written word has been the most enduring and effective method of human communication. Many Bible scholars believe that the writing of God's word is as old as humanity, that the first parts of the Bible were actually written by Adam himself, preserved and used by Moses to compose the earliest chapters of the book of Genesis. Even today, in the age of highly advanced audiovisual technology, the written word endures as a valued and meaningful form of sharing ideas and thoughts. Dr. Jack Cottrell gives three attributes of written material in general that demonstrate why it was necessary for God's word to be written down. Permanence, objectivity, and finality. God's word must always be available to every generation. Thanks to the Bible, it is. Events in history like the creation, the exodus, the Babylonian captivity, the birth of Jesus, his miracles, the crucifixion, the resurrection, the day of Pentecost, all of these happened in history and then time moved forward. Were it not for the Bible, we might know nothing about them and what we did know would be flawed or deficient. When the Bible was written down, God ensured that his message could be copied, translated, and shared throughout the world and throughout time. There are several ways to communicate, but the most effective is with words. Still further, there are several ways to communicate with words, but the most effective is through writing. Writing may be carefully analyzed, examined, and re-examined. While personal speech allows for aids such as physical cues and tone of voice, these things can be poorly utilized by those who are not skilled communicators and can cause the meaning of the message to be missed. Written words are superior in this regard. Things that are written down carry a sense of authoritative weight. John 19.22 Writing something down indicates that it is not open for further consideration or subject to change suddenly. Having the Word of God written down shows that it is absolute and conclusive. There's one more point that we can and should add to Dr. Cottrell's observations about the value of written communication. It is very effective at actually communicating. One person can reveal himself or herself to another in writing. This is why human beings have written love letters for thousands of years, the deepest affections of the heart, the most agonizing yearnings of the soul, and the sincerest outpourings of one's innermost spirit can be shared in writing. This means that we have the ability to meet God in His Word, not merely to learn facts about Him, but to encounter him personally. In John 5, 39-40, which we considered in our last study, Jesus said, You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. It is these that testify about me, and you are unwilling to come to me so that you may have life. Because of the hardness of their hearts, these people, though they read the scriptures often, did not meet Jesus in them, but they could have, and they should have. God has given us a book because, in His wisdom, He knew a book is just what we needed 
to learn everything he wants to teach us, and even to know him as we never could otherwise. I'll just wait for the movie. We must come to terms with the fact that there are no substitutes to the Bible, no adaptation, whether in a sermon or a play or a video game or a film, can replace what God breathed out. It is true that the written word of God can be received audibly by listening to someone else read it, and this is a perfectly legitimate way to ingest the scriptures. It can be quite effective, Romans 10 and verse 17. But however we receive them, there are no shortcuts or alternatives to the very words which God has spoken through his prophets, his apostles, and his son. How to read well. As we conclude this lesson, we want to note some practical guidelines for becoming a more effective Bible reader. Number one, read in a language you understand. This should be obvious. Most English readers could not effectively read the Bible in its original languages, Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. However, some modern English readers make the mistake of tying themselves to an English translation that they do not understand, either because it is too old and the language is archaic, or because it is too literal and the language is clunky. Mike Criswell has well stated that the best Bible translation is the one you can read and understand. For developing a habit of Bible reading, I recommend the New King James Version, the English Standard Version, the Christian Standard Bible, or the New Testament in plain English. Number two, if you listen, read along. Even skilled readers may find it valuable to listen as they read. However, if you prefer to listen, be sure to read along if possible. Reading as well as hearing is indispensable for the third vital component of reading well, and certainly for the further steps of becoming an effective Bible student. Number three, read carefully. Reading carefully is not necessarily the same as reading slowly, but it is the opposite of reading quickly. Careful reading involves making sure that you are processing the information written on the page. This is best accomplished by answering a series of comprehension questions connected with the material you read. Below, we will offer a reading plan that includes a sample of good comprehension questions. Number four, read consistently. In our next study, we will discuss how to cultivate an open schedule and make time for Bible study. However, we must note here that if your Bible reading is erratic, it will not be effective. Daily Bible reading will help with memorizing material and keeping up with the flow of the book. Furthermore, as R.C. Sproul once noted, the spiritual food that the Bible provides is very different from natural food in this respect. With natural food, the more you eat, the less hungry you become. However, with spiritual food, the more you eat, the hungrier you become. And disciplined Bible reading will transform a chore into a sought-after blessing. Here is a suggested method for you to put into practice. Number one, select a Bible translation that you will read in its entirety. Number two, set a time convenient each day to devote 20 minutes to Bible reading. Number three, read the Gospel of Mark. Number four, as you read, 
answer ten comprehension questions from E.M. Zur's New Testament questions. Be sure to write out your answers. If this takes longer than twenty minutes, stop when you have reached the allotted time and complete the set of ten the next day. As you progress in your reading, you may find that you finish all the comprehension questions before twenty minutes has elapsed. Then feel free to add more questions, but do not allow yourself to exceed twenty minutes unless you are able to adjust your schedule accordingly. Number five, after concluding the Gospel of Mark, proceed to James, then Acts, then John, then Genesis, and after this sequence, you may select any book you wish to read following the same process. We invite you to join us next time as we continue our lessons on how to study the Bible. When we walk with the Lord, when we walk with the Lord, in the light of His Word, in the light of His Word, what a glory He sheds on our way, sheds on our way, while we do His good will, while we do His good will, He abides with us still, He abides with us still, and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and do trust and obey.